Welcome, one and all, to the URG On The Go podcast. I'm your host, DJ Harrington, better known as the cardiologist. This is a special edition of the URG On The Go. It's for the 4th of July celebration. I want to share with all of you, and it was nice that Sheila, my wife, has worked diligently on this, so I'm going to get her on this podcast in a minute. This podcast, I want to remind all our listeners, this podcast is brought to you every week, coast to coast, here in the USA, and we have over 223 regular listeners in the European market, you know, all over the world. I thank all of our listeners for telling your friends about the podcast. This is the fastest growing recycler industry podcast. It's the true voice of the industry where recyclers listen to other recyclers and grow their business and improve their bottom line. This episode, this special episode for the 4th of July, is really to remind all Americans, whether recyclers or non-recyclers, all of our patrons, all of our listeners, all of our vendors, all of our members, how proud we are to be an American. So without further ado, now I want all of our listeners to, I want to introduce Sheila Harrington, my better half, who's at the house. I'm here in the podcast center with Chuck Camp, the producer, and Sheila's at the house. Sheila, what does Independence Day mean to you, and why do we celebrate it? Well, it means a lot. It's probably one of my favorite holidays. So let's start with its history and how it came to be. It's our Independence Day. It's a federal holiday in the United States. We commemorate it because of the Declaration of Independence. And the Declaration of Independence was ratified by the Second Continental Congress back on July the 4th. That was in 1776. We all know that date. And it established the United States of America. It's when our Congress decided to officially make the British take notice that we were planning on being a free country, and we were going to separate ourselves from British rule. We were not going to be free. Uh, we, we were not going to be living under the uh, English and rule and the, under King George III. Whether they liked it or not, we were going to be free. So the legal separation of the 13 colonies from Great Britain occurred on July the 2nd. And 1776. So a lot of people don't know that date. Some do, some don't, but it was approved two days later on July the 4th. So the original proposal, which was done by one of the uh, Virginian um, Congress people, Richard Henry Lee of Virginia, and it became known as Lee Resolutions because of his last name. It was actually started in June of 1776. So they didn't just do this on July the 4th. So Congress moved to rigorously debate what he uh, established, uh, revised the wording of the Declaration, and wanted to remove some of its vigorous denunciation of the slave trade. So the debate took a while. It took almost a month, and by the time the editing was completed, it was a work of art, and it was finished on July 2nd. However, Congress didn't approve it until two days later on July the 4th. So that's really the day that we celebrate our independence, July the 4th. Boy, oh boy, Sheila. Being such a big piece of work, with much thought I know went into it, some of the writers of the Declaration must have had something to say when it was finally done. Well, without question they did. They loved what they had written, and they, they were really excited to share it with the rest of the world. 
the rest of the uh, American citizens. It was only one day later when John Adams wrote a letter to his wife and what he did uh, in Congress. So he was excited. He, he wanted her to understand and know what they were doing. And here's what he wrote. The second day of July, 1776, will be memorable in the history of America. I am apt to believe that it will be celebrated by succeeding generations as the great anniversary festival. It ought to be commemorated as the day of deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. It ought to be solemnized with pomp and parade, with shows, game sports, guns, bells, bonfires, and illuminations from one end of this continent to the other from this time forevermore. Now, DJ, doesn't that sound familiar to how we celebrate today? It sure does. Yeah, and we don't even call it the Great Anniversary Festival, as John Adams had suggested it would be. But uh, that was, John Adams was really, his prediction was off by two days. From the outset, uh, Americans celebrate Independence Day on July the 4th, and the date shown on the publicized document of the Declaration it shows July the 2nd, so the date resolution of the independence was approved in a closed session by Congress two days later. So due to those things, uh, historians have long disputed whether members of Congress signed the Declaration of Independence uh, actually on July 4th, even though Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, and Benjamin Franklin, we all know those folks, uh, they all wrote that they signed it on that day. But most historians have concluded that the Declaration may have been signed nearly a month later on its adoption on August the 2nd, 1776, and, and not actually on July 4th, as common people believed. But no matter what, we still celebrate it on July the 4th. Well, let me ask you this. I know Don Porter was not born under July 4th, but surely there are some important people that were born on July 4th. Are there any presidents who were born that day? Well, I'll give you that information here in a second, but absolutely there are a lot of uh, things that happen on July the 4th. By remarkable coincidence, this is quite unusual, Thomas Jefferson and John Adams, two of the only signatories that signed the Declaration of Independence, and they later served as presidents of the United States. Actually, both of them died the same day in the same year, July the 4th, 1826. And 1826, July 4th, really was the 50th anniversary of the Declaration. So that is uh, quite an amazing thing right there in its, in its by itself. So there is another president, another founding father, James Monroe, who also was elected president, who died on July the 4th, too. But he didn't die until 1831. And that made him the third president who died on the anniversary of independence. Now, the only U.S. president to have actually been born that we know of so far on Independence Day was Calvin Coolidge. So President Calvin Coolidge was born on July the 4th in uh, 1872. Now, can you tell some of our URG listeners uh, who are some of the famous people who were born on the 4th of July? I, I love that. You God, give the answer to this one. Okay. Well, yes, there are. There's a bunch of, of folks, and there's probably some I don't know about, but these are the ones that I initially uh, did find out about. There are some notable people who have the Independence Day birthdays. John Waite, 
Um, some of the listeners may recognize him as a singer-songwriter. Ellie Saab, I hope I'm saying his first name right. He was a notable fashion designer. And then, of course, we all know Neil Diamond, a well-known singer and songwriter. He was a July 4th baby. And Malia Obama, she is President Obama's oldest daughter. She also was born on July 4th. I didn't even know that until I looked it up. Um, Another older actress, some of the listeners may remember this particular actress, Eva Marie Saint. She was born on the 4th. Post Malone. Post was also a singer and songwriter. And there's an older actress, you might remember her name, Gina Lola Brigida. I believe she was a pinup girl at one time for uh, soldiers during the uh, different conflicts that we were involved in. And uh, she was an actress and uh, a very, very nice-looking lady. How about a writer by the name of Nathaniel Hawthorne? He definitely was an accomplished writer and wrote the famous novel, The Scarlet Letter. And there's also another actress, Becky Newton. Now, there is another actor you'll know, Tom Cruise. He missed having his birthday on July the 4th by only one day. But later, when he became an actor, he he actually was born on July the 3rd. But he later starred in that movie, Born on the 4th of July, which is kind of unique. And DJ, I know you've heard of the last two names, Stephen Foster. Uh, Stephen Foster was the father of American music and wrote around 200-plus songs. And uh, two of them are Old Susanna and My Old Kentucky Home. I haven't listed a bunch of, of them here. But another individual who was also born on July 4th is a TV personality, Geraldo Rivera, who also was a, is a present contributor on the Fox News Network. He was born on the 4th of July. And I will say, on a personal note, my non-famous nephew, Mark, was also born on the 4th of July. When he was young, Mark thought that all the fireworks across the country were being done to celebrate his birthday and that everyone knew it was his birthday. So we eventually started calling Mark our firecracker kid. Boy, oh boy. And I know Ann Landers and uh, her sister... um... Abby. Abby, yeah. Uh, tell Abby, whatever. Uh, both of them were born on the 4th of July. I, I hear the music in the background, so what I want to do is let's take a fast break, and when we come back, folks, let's talk about who celebrates different dates and why we celebrate them on our 4th of July. We'll be right back. If you're already a member of URG, let us remind you of the great benefits of being a member. If you're not yet a member, listen up. You'll be surprised at the great benefits available to you. As a member of URG, you have access to a wide variety of business tools such as our Core Value Program, Urgent Control Center, Salvage Auction, and Auto Part Imaging. That's just to name a few. Keep up to date on training with webinars, training videos, online tutorials, and of course, our yearly world-class training conference. This podcast features guests who are experts in their field. So if you're our member, thanks, and we hope you will take advantage of all the features and benefits available to you. If not, we look forward to welcoming you to the family soon. URG, formed by recyclers for recyclers. You have been listening to URG On The Go podcast. Every week, 
we bring you a new informative episode. Make sure you download and listen. We're available on Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartMedia, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to like, review, and share everywhere. We have a hotline number right here in the podcast center. And please, if you'd like to hear more stuff like the 4th of July special edition or a special person you'd like to hear on the URG program, just dial the hotline number 706-409-5603 and let Chuck and I know this is the person you'd like to hear. Now, let's go back. I have Sheila who's done a lot of work on this episode, and I appreciate her very, very much. Wasn't July 4th celebration at one point, Sheila, celebrated on a different date, like how we celebrate other national holidays? Can you share with our listeners that? True. Uh, When it was first uh, celebrated, it fell over the weekend. Then it was started on a Monday. And that started in 1779. Um, In 1776, I wish I'd looked it up to see what day of the week it was. But when I found this out, that's only three years later, so they celebrated on a Monday. It was only because July the 4th happened to fall on a Sunday. So they didn't want celebrations for July the 4th to be on a Saturday and Sunday. But today, that's quite different. July the 4th actually became an unpaid holiday for federal employees in 1870. So it was a while, almost 100 years later, that they finally started giving federal employees that day off as as a holiday. But it wasn't until it became an official holiday that it was celebrated on the day it fell. So in 1938, Congress got together and decided they needed to pay federal employees for the holiday. And if it fell on a Saturday they would take the day off on Friday the day before. And if it fell on a Sunday, then they got to take the day off on Monday the day after July the 4th if it was on a Sunday. So that's one of the reasons why post offices, your federal employee offices and banks are closed on this holiday. Well, tell us a little bit about July 4th and how we celebrate it, like our neighbors did. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Independence Day is commonly associated with parades in the morning. You know, John Adams had it really right when he wrote his letter, Abigail, that letter, telling them that they would have parades and and, uh, illuminations. We have all that today. It's associated with parades in the morning and fireworks at night. We have backyard barbecues and picnics, and you'll have carnivals and fairs and concerts and baseball games. Uh, that usually happen around July the 4th, that will always end with fireworks afterwards. So family reunions, political speeches, and then ceremonies. And it all can be considered a long weekend for many people who don't uh, do as much celebrating. At least they can take the time off and go somewhere. And according to the airlines, it's one of the most traveled weekends of the year. It's very similar to what John Adams wrote in his letter to his wife, Abigail. It's still our most celebrated national day because of the meaning it has for all of us. And probably second to Mother's Day weekend. So here's what they do for July 4th on military bases. When I was looking all this up, I, I didn't realize that they did a salute at a certain time on military bases. There is a salute of one gun for each state in the United States called a salute to the Union, and it's fired on Independence Day at noon, 
by a capable military base. So if the military base is functioning, no matter where it is, whether it's here in the United States or uh, across the world, uh, they're going to do that salute to the Union right at noon. And I thought that was quite unique. Now, I know everyone loves celebrating the 4th. A lot of our neighbors did, the roasted pig and so forth. It's festive. We can get together on that day. But what should it mean to all of our listeners and for all of us here in America? Well, simply put, DJ, it it means freedom. Freedom, one word. Freedom is discussed in our amendment and without question in the First Amendment which states, and I'm going to read it here, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Well, what does freedom Mean? What does it mean to us? It means that we can say what we want. We can write what we want. We can gather if we want, if we want to gather peacefully. And we can petition our government if we feel it is doing something to harm us. And all of that has to be done within the confounds of the law. You know, Ronald Reagan indicated that our country has shifted away from our American way of life toward, toward other ideals. And He probably said this particular quote over 30 years ago. You can't be for big government, big taxes, and big bureaucracy, and still be for the little guy. What he said affects all of our auto parts and recyclers customers and small business owners too, DJ. We can't bend our thinking to ideals of others in power, whether they be politicians or government officials, who really should be having our best interests at heart anyway, but don't seem to be. We need freedom, and that freedom comes from the Declaration of Independence. You know, that was written more than 20 years ago, and Ronald Reagan was such an intuitive president, really kind of ahead of his time. But I love this next statement by William F. Buckley, and I was looking it up. I think he died in 2008, And he didn't see what we're seeing today. He didn't endure what we're doing today. He saw some of it. But, however, he brought out some good points on what could happen in our country if we're not careful when he said this. I mean to live my life an obedient man, but obedient to God, subservient to the wisdom of my ancestors, never to the political truths arrived at yesterday at the voting booth. What can we do, Sheila, to make sure our country doesn't change into our founding fathers' fears? Well, it's simple. We have to remember and look back to go forward. I know that sounds strange, but sometimes we forget what our ancestors did for us to make the United States a country and the extent to which they worked so we could survive. We've endured many things for sure, but it's up to us right now so our country doesn't forget what we, why we celebrate July the 4th. Hey, Sheila, yep. I have to tell you and remind you that that was the theme of this year's convention in New Orleans. We have to look oh, back yep. to look forward. So you, Don Porter, will love that sentence. Go ahead. 
All right. Even back in the Civil War, you know, President Lincoln had to remind the Americans back then because they were they were upset with everything that was going on. Why this? Why the country at that time was started so they could actually go forward. So here's part of what he said, November the nineteenth, back in 1863, almost a hundred years later from the Declaration of Independence. I really hope educators too and teachers now are going to require students to memorize this speech because it was really, it was really truly probably the best speech ever. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. You know, he went on to say, and I'm kind of a paraphrasing for here, that we cannot forget what happened and others who fought for this country so they don't die in vain and that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom and that government of the people by the people for the people shall not perish from the earth. You know, our country is always going to be evolving, but no matter what changes, the United States of America was built on principles of freedom. And sometimes we forget what our ancestors did for us to make the United States a free country and might not understand to the extent of what they went through to get this country to survive. So, it's really up to you, me, all of us, all your listeners, to tell our children and our grandchildren what this country was founded on and to respect from where it comes from. It's our history. And even though some of it's bad, and we'd like to forget the reason for the Civil War and past wars that we've been all involved in and the different struggles with civil unrest, it's part of our history, hopefully never to be repeated. That's why we celebrate July 4th, so that we can remember where we've come from, so we know where we're going. You know, DJ, the ending of Abraham Lincoln's address is outstanding because you can see it being appropriate even for today. And here's what he said. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here, but it will never forget what they did here. It is for us the living rather to be dedicated here to the unfinished work, which they who fought here have thus far so nobly advanced. It is rather for us to be here, dedicated to the great task remaining before us, that from these honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion, that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation, under God, shall have a new birth of freedom, and that the government of the people, by the people, or the people, shall not perish from the earth. DJ, here are a couple more quotes from President Lincoln and Reagan, and then I'm going to be finished. This is such a powerful uh, short thing from a President Abraham Lincoln. Great statesmen as they were, our founding fathers knew the tendency of prosperity to breed tyrants. Hmm. And so they established these great self-evident truths that when in the future some man, some faction, some interest should set up the doctrine that none but rich men none but white men or none but Anglo-Saxon men were entitled to life liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. 
their prosperity might look up again to the Declaration of Independence and take courage to renew the battle which their father began. What he was really telling us was how to recognize whatever was wrong and how to avoid it. And I am sure everyone here listening could read and take his statement to heart. In the words of another iconic and wise leader, and this one is President Ronald Reagan's quote, he warned us that freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on for them to do the same. Now, DJ, I'm sure you've heard of Michael Reagan before. If you've ever heard President Reagan's son speak, then you'll know that President Reagan did such a good job uh, passing along his beliefs about freedom to his next generation, to his son. Well, Sheila, I can't thank you enough for the time you put into doing the research for the URG special edition of URG On The Go podcast. I wish all of our listeners, Don Porter, from Don Porter, Jennifer McPherson, Amanda, Kristen, the whole team at URG, and there's a bunch of them. I want to thank all of you for a wonderful 4th of July. Continue to celebrate and have a good time, and we'll see you on the next URG On The Go podcast.